Welcome to an HBO podcast from the HBO Late Night series, Real Time with Bill Maher. Mayor Mitch Landrieu, what should Democrats be doing in order to win in the South? Oh, good question. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. Tell the truth. It's important. You know, you, when, when you don't have to go to the far left, you don't have to go to the far right. Mayors, we solve problems. And I think people kind of look at Congress and say, how come you can't solve any problems? And that's what we do. And people are not as ideologically bent, I believe, in the country as we seem to think that they are. And I just think you got you to get things done, if figure it out. If we a country run by all women mayors... Well, that's true. I'm for that. <laughs> I need to have... I need to but we're going to have a fight yeah. in the Democratic Party like the Republicans are going to have about center, left, right. There's going to be a battle royal, and it'll prepare us for the future. All right. Uh, Chris Hayes, what do you say to people that claim that MSNBC is the liberal equivalent to Fox News? I've defended your network many times on that point. It makes me crazy. And that you... Well, because, you know, Fox News does not stick to reality. MSNBC is liberal-leaning, but they stick to reality. But I'll let you answer that question. What do you say to people and that your network only focuses on Trump for profits? Um, so I'll take the first, uh, the, sec- the first question, which is that the way to understand Fox News is it was built by a very unique man named Roger Ailes, yeah. who had a foot in two different worlds. He was a TV show business guy, and he was a politics guy. This is a guy who advised... Uh, Richard Nixon, he advised George H.W. Bush. What he was building, and the owner of that network, Robert M- Rupert Murdoch, was explicitly a political project. That was the goal from the beginning. It was, a, it was an ideological project, it was a political project, it was a media project. That has never been the case at MSNBC. Never been the case. There is no Roger Ailes of MSNBC. It was never, b- believe me, it was not built by any Ailes-like figure. It ended up being where it is in prime time, largely because it found an audience for that. Right, it, it was wasn't a reflection. originally... Uh, yes, Lou was, Dobbs was on it, Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was a reflection of the, of the fact that by hook and by crook, a market demand was found, which brings us to the second point, that you focus on Trump for ratings. Donald Trump's the president of the United States, and it turns out people really want to hear about what the president of the United States is doing, and there's only yeah. so much that you're going to apologize for covering the president of the United States. Right. And, and, and I'll... Yes, and everybody's ratings are up due to Donald Trump. And by the way, he loves that and takes credit for it. Right. I mean, he was just... Oh, it's his favorite thing. Did you see him out Except in Except he doesn't want anyone else to make money on the fact that they're using his uh, image and, uh, and persona to make money. He but wants to figure out how it can all come to him. Did you see him in Pennsylvania <laughs> before the special election when yeah. he did the robot? And he was saying, you'd hate it if I was boring... As if you the know? most important thing is that the emperor tossed bread and circuses Which, out to the hoi polloi. Uh, absolutely. And, it's... in fact, that's how he picks people, too. Apparently, he likes yeah. Bolton yes. because he's interesting as opposed to McMaster, who was boring. Boring. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Mona, in 2003, you called liberals useful idiots of the Russians. Would you say it applies to Republicans and Trump now? Well, <laughs> okay, so first call, of all, you, I, so you... the title of my book was Useful Idiots. I, it, oh. it was a it's term in the title. of art, okay? <laughs> <laughs> it was the it was the quote from Vladimir Lenin who said that yes. liberals in the West would be useful idiots for us and we could tell them all kinds of lies and they'd repeat them and you know so that was what my point was. I think it's still valid uh, and I think yes it does apply to some Republicans today. And Trump, absolutely, and Trump right? with, regarding I mean, he, Trump, he, yeah, it does. Totally, not all though. Idiot. There are some. There, are, you know what? I, I just want to say this on behalf of the Republican Party since I've been hard on them tonight. I do think that 
we can uh, either save this this great American institution or we can turn the page and I think we should save the Republican Party. Well, we, or maybe, I, I keep saying, go back to Republican classic. You know, yeah. I think they should yeah, yeah, run... Yeah, right. Not I, the I, new Coke. Yeah. No, not the new one. They, yeah. need a, they need a Mitt Romney. Somebody who's, I, you know, Mitt Romney's looking pretty good now. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Gina, are there any EPA regulations that you would be in favor of repealing? Oh, that's a really good question. Uh, yeah, the ones about those garage door openers. And oh. <laughs> She's running. She's running. She's running. She's running. She's running. She's running. I'd like to make an announcement. Yeah. <laughs> I, well, okay. I, I don't love every regulation. You only regulate when you feel like there's a, right. a, a need to do that, when somebody is harming somebody else and you need to resolve right. a market failure. Yes. So, yeah, there are some that, that should go away, and we look at them, we are required to look at them, like, every five or eight years. You look at them, you make changes, you try to keep up to date. But what you don't do is go in with a list of things that you want to get rid of, regardless of knowing anything about yeah. them or looking at them, and do it for the sole purpose of reducing business costs to certain constituencies. That's not what you do. Thank you. True. Wicked good answer. Thank you. It was wicked. Uh, how, <laughs> how will Trump's trade war destabilize U.S. foreign relations? He, I, I, you know, he, he kind of went back on the steel one, right? And now and then he put ones on well, China. It's, it's, just, it's such a great... Just like a mean girl with a shit it's list. A, it's just... It's, there's, there's no rhyme. The steel tariffs, the steel tariffs is a great example of a of, of very efficient means of producing corruption, which is to say, I right. announce a, bla a blanket tariff, <laughs> but I'll make some one-on-one -on -one side deals True. with everybody, like, maybe you stay at the Trump Hotel, and maybe you hook up my son-in-law right. with some financing, and, like, maybe we can work out... It's like, it really is, like, yeah. a classic means of using the state to produce corruption. And now we've got all these individual bilateral deals that are going to carve it out. Ultimately, what it's going to end up with is China's going to sort of punch us back. Right now, we are not in a trade war. We're at the beginnings of something that might become it. Right now, it's actually fairly penny-ante. But if it gets worse, it's going to have real, real consequences. I can't wait for the Trump voter to walk into Walmart and there's nothing there. <laughs> All right. Thank you, everybody. Thank you, panel. All new episodes of Real Time with Bill Maher every Friday night at 10. Or watch him anytime on HBO On Demand. For more information, log on to HBO.com.